0: Respect factor of Gallagher-Iba by just simply staying hot, J.C. Hoyt, the Cowboys end up just outside the top 15 in the final AP poll, and about time, our guy, one of the greatest, if not the greatest wide receivers to ever bless your eyeballs in this game of college football, is a Cowboy, and now the Cowboy has come home to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my 1.6 thousand, I like getting one. Oh, sorry, should I say howdy y'all and hello all, welcome back to Locked on, Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things Cowboy and Cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall, I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube, find me personally on Twitter, at Aldeo State. Today, we're partially brought to you by FanDuel, make every moment matter more with FanDuel. Get in on the action today. Our new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. Do not hesitate. Get in on the action now by going to FanDuel.com slash Today is a day where we get to celebrate one of the greatest to ever do it in the history of college football, not just at Oklahoma State. As Justin Blackman gets inducted into the 2024 class of the College Football Hall of Fame, a lot of people nationally will remember him as the guy who finished back-to-back Blitnikoff Award winner. One of only two players in the history of college football to do that. The other one also being a Big 12 member. He's one of, oh, the only oklahoma state cowboys to be a consensus first team back to back all american pick drafted number five overall in the first round by the jacksonville jaguars we'll talk a little bit about the jaguars journey in a minute but real quick let's go over why this dude is not only one of the greatest to ever play but definitely one of the great cowboys and it's an honor that he's in the hall of fame and it's the right thing to do if you look at career All-time receptions. In Oklahoma State history, he is number two all-time. And for anybody out there that's like, well, Oklahoma State history, what does that mean? Okay, well, let's look at the rest of the list. You got Rashawn Woods. You got James Washington. You got Hartley Dykes. You got Tylen Wallace. You've got dudes all up and down the board at Oklahoma State that have been very productive at wide receiver. I mean, we're not even necessarily taking into consideration your, your Marcel Aitmans of the world or you're not even taking into consideration the Chris Lacy's of the world or the Tyron Johnson's of the world. We'll get to that. It just goes to show that Oklahoma State does have a conversation for wide receiver U, and Justin Blackman is at the pinnacle of that. He is number one all-time in single-season receptions at Oklahoma State with 122. He's number two all-time in single-season receptions at Oklahoma State as well with 111. He's number three all-time Oklahoma State history in receiving yards with 3,564, right behind Rashawn Woods and James Washington. Single season receiving yards, number one all-time at 1,782 in 2010. And then what he was able to do right after that in 2011, puts him number four all-time with 1,522. When you continue to look down the list, Justin Blackman pops up all over the place, receiving touchdowns, number two all time at number 40 behind Rashawn Woods. When it comes to single season receptions, receiving touchdowns, he's number one all time with 20 in 2010. Whenever you go look at all of the NFL guys that have played wide receiver that have come through Oklahoma State, and then you look at Justin Blackman This makes sense. And then even when he gets to the NFL, is anybody kidding themselves if they don't believe that if the NFL's um, Mary Shehana policies were the same now as when he was drafted, we could have a completely different conversation. The guy had 93 receptions, I think, for 1,280 yards. He averaged uh, 13.8 yards a reception. He had six tutties. He played one full season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, when I say a full season, he did go through some tumultuous drug tests there as well. But nonetheless, he was still able to put up almost uh, 900 yards. And then the next year, he only got to play a couple, like, three games, I think. And in those three games, he had over 400 yards. In his all-time career in the NFL, 13.8 yards per reception. The dude just couldn't put down the devil's lettuce, the, the sticky, icky, icky. And he's got the Ricky William dreads to boot. But this is a wonderful opportunity for us as Oklahoma State fans to, again, conjure up the wide receiver you conversation. We're going to be able to do some more, I think, in, in the same line with Leon Johnson the third. If Leon Johnson III does get an opportunity, which I mean he will, he'll get an opportunity, I think that he'll be able to make the most of it. Is it going to be somewhat comparable to a Marcel Aitman scenario? It very well may be possible, but I don't care what anybody says. Marcel Aitman has started several games in the NFL. Marcel Aitman has got touchdown passes from Derek Carr in the NFL. And that's exactly the same mold that I see Leon Johnson third in. I mean, Tay Martin is still a San Francisco 49er. In all of this, when you go look at the record books, it is kind of a travesty, is it not, that James Washington got torpedoed in Pittsburgh the way that he did? Big Ben was not beneficial to Mason Rudolph, nor was he beneficial to James Washington. So when you look at all these records, and you think James Washington and Rashawn Woods are two of the only guys that really are in the same breath 24-7 in almost every statistical category as Justin Blackman. And the back-to-back Blitnikoffs were phenomenal. The back-to-back first-team AP All-Americans. Ollie Gordon does have the opportunity to double that up, to be the next person in line. But it just goes to show you what he was able to do in college football was absolutely phenomenal. And then us in Big 12 country, we got spoiled because we got to watch Zach Crabtree do his thing as back-to-back Blitnikoff followed by Justin Blackman in the Big 12 doing the same daggone thing with back-to-back Blitnikoff awards. This feels fantastic. And it adds another layer to the wide receiver you conversation because Bryn Presley is going to have some opportunities at the next level. I think Dijon Sriveling is good enough to get some opportunities to showcase himself this season, much like he was able to do in the the first few games this prior season, to showcase his abilities. Talon Shetron. Talon Shetron is an NFL-style of guy right here, right now. So when you see something like Justin Blackman getting his due, it's phenomenal, and we need to make sure that it is accentuated throughout the country because everybody in the United States of America that loves the game of college football needs to remember what Justin Blackman did in the Oklahoma State jersey, what Justin Blackman did in college. He dominated, guys, almost 1,800 yards in one year, 20 touchdowns in one year, seven touchdowns in one game, Justin Blackman was a guy that you knew all you had to do was get the ball remotely close. I mean, it's not even necessarily fair to Brandon Whedon because Brandon Whedon had a lot of talent, but Justin Blackman was a cheat code. And we saw Tyler Wallace several times in his career pull the cheat code card out and make grabs that he shouldn't have been able to do. Justin Blackman was that guy. And we've just been so spoiled as Oklahoma State fans having NFL caliber wide receivers year in and year out and year in and year out that we forget to some degree how phenomenal, not just good, not just great, not just amazing, how absolutely phenomenal Justin Blackmon was in the game of college football. Not just being a Cowboy fan, you didn't have to be a Texas Tech fan to appreciate what Zach Crabtree was doing. Just like you didn't have to be an O State fan to watch what Justin Gilbert or uh, Justin Blackman, was able to do in a Cowboy jersey, especially the Fiesta Bowl, especially that that Bedlam in 2011 where we just took him behind a woodshed and taught him a lesson or seven. Number 81 is one of the greats of not just O-State, but all of football at any level, and it's really nice that college football is going to recognize that. I'll tell you something that you need to make sure that you're recognizing before we we jump into, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a travesty, but I don't know that I love the ranking. I'm going to be 100% realistic with you. But what I do love is the access that you can have with Jace Medical. We all come to this show and other shows, and we like to get away from the craziness that is life, yeah? But. You also got to pay attention. And right now the FDA is saying the pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of this wild and wacky flu season. It should be kind of uh, kind of worrisome. Right. And I couldn't imagine being more helpless than I have been in the past with not having access. And with with some of my fun little medical stuff, I've got a couple meds that I, I cannot go without. Jace Medical is going to help me in these situations just like it can help you no matter what the supply chain or craziness in the world is providing you. You need the medications that you need. And thankfully, you're going to be able to do that with Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack that offers five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, respiratory infections, skin infections, among a multitude of other things. Crazy stuff happens. Be prepared by visiting JaceMedical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician, and all of your medications will then be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important for you to be prepared. Don't get flat footed, no-footed, one-footed. Be be caught up. Be ready to go by going to jacemedical.com. Make sure you use our promo code locked on, all one word, to get $20 off your order. Again. By going to jacemedical.com. that is J A S E medical.com, use the promo code locked on to get $20 off your first order. The first order of business when it comes to the top 25 is not so much that we ended up number 16 in the AP final top 25 ranking. My frustration is I really thought, you know, top 15, like you're seeing a lot of way too early. 2024s, which we'll cover a little bit later on in the week, like individual publications. But by and large, you're seeing Oklahoma State's 2024 projection anywhere from 11, 12, 14, 15. I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's beyond reasonable. I also think it would have been beyond reasonable for the AP to do the right thing and put us at number 15 instead of number 16, because who's number 15 is a joke. OU being at 15 is nothing more than, once again, the popularity beautification contest to prop up the horse piss that is the propagation of the SEC. OU was not better than Oklahoma State this season. We proved it. And if you watched OU play in a bowl game, I don't give a hoot. It's Jackson Arnold. Didn't OU decide that Jackson Arnold was likely to be the guy moving forward. Isn't that why Dylan Gabriel left? It's because they wanted to usher in the new Jackson Arnold era. I I might be wrong. That's just kind of what I've been hearing. So OU fans can't sit and say, well, you know, we didn't have some guys and, uh, you know, just the Jackson Arnold era and uh, get out of here. You guys were hooting and hollering about you guys were way better than Arizona. Arizona's a Pac-12 school that's going to be part of the new – flailing big 12 not so fast my friends the new big 12 was 63 in bowl games the new sec was what five and four not good so i think that the area right top 15 ish is pretty good i think it makes a lot of sense but it doesn't make sense to put OU who got blasted in their bowl game that didn't even make their conference championship game as a top 15 team. Get out of here. AP, we see your bull honkery, but anyways, let's uh, take a, a gander at the final AP poll top to bottom. Number one, duh, Michigan until they get the national title vacated. Like this is, Kind of dumb that Michigan's getting rewarded for cheating, right? Well, I mean, what kind of example is that set? Kids, you don't have to work hard. You don't have to try your best. All you got to do is be pretty good and then find a way to screw everybody else around the system over. And then, ta-da, you get what you want. So, everybody out there, who gives a hoot if you might lose your coach for a few games? Maybe you should all follow the Michigan model and cheat your way to a title. Now. They did beat Washington, fair and square. Washington uh, didn't exactly show up with all all firing. It is what it is. Michigan number one, Washington number two, Tejas, number three. I don't agree with that. Um, I actually think Georgia. Georgia performed more than admirably in their bowl game. Clearly, Georgia probably should have been in the, the top four, but. They've got Texas three, Georgia four. I would probably swap those two there. Alabama five, six, Oregon seven, Florida State. That's fair. Eight, Mizzou nine, Ole Miss ten, Ohio State eleven, Arizona. I think that's actually too low for Arizona. Number twelve, LSU thirteen, Penn State fourteen, Notre Dame fifteen, Norman Territorial University Rough Riders and Boomer Losers. Number sixteen, Cowboys seventeen. Tennessee, 18, K-State. Number 19, Louisville, 20, Clemson, 21, NC State, 22, SMU, 23, KU, 24, Iowa, 25, Liberty. And just outside, falling short, Oregon State and West Virginia. Oregon State and West Virginia are both uh, maybe more deserving than Liberty and Iowa, but you got to take care of business when business pops up and... Yeah, no, actually, it doesn't make any sense for Liberty to be here. But whatever. They had a good record. That's cool. I get it. What do you guys think? Let me know down for those on the YouTube side of things in the comment section. Those of you rocking out on the podcast land, make sure that you go leave a review. Uh, You can click stars, I guess. Make sure you do that, too. But let me know what you guys think about. Oklahoma State finishing right outside the top 15. Again, I'm not necessarily upset about the area. I just find it absolutely preposterous that they put OU ahead of us. There was nothing that OU did at the end of the season that could indicate they were better than Oklahoma State. Just not a fact. But that's okay. They can be ahead of us on the final bull honky poll because we're Bedlam champs, and we're the best in Oklahoma for the next, I don't know, Eight years, it appears, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, you, you never, you never know. You never know. Hopefully, we know tonight. We have some faith in Galgraba getting a little bit of uh of an assistance here from J.C. Hoyt and the cowgirls. But before we jump into that, I got to tell y'all about Vandal. It's money making season. The playoffs have arrived. There's a bunch of Cowboys in the mix. And right now, our new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed with any $5 bet. That is $150 back in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. We've got a multitude of things for you to bet on, whether it be overs, unders, player props, point spreads, same game parlays, Super Bowl champs, and more by going to Fandle.com slash locked on. Again, that is fanduelcom slash locked on. Go there now. Make your first bet, your best bet with Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. So, J.C. Hoyt, it's up to you to deliver the experience of what Abba is supposed to be because clearly we're having a difficult time Of that with our main man, Mike Boynton. But you know what? We're not going to get bogged down in the mud on the negativity, all right, of men's basketball because we don't have to worry about that right now. We get to talk about J.C. Hoyt and the Cowgirls staying hot in Big 12 play after taking down number 23-ranked TCU in Fort Worth by getting the Texas Tech, Taco Reckham Tech, Lady Red Raiders, coming to Galgariba. The Cowgirls are 2 and 1 in Big 12 play, 9 and 5 overall. The Lady Red Raiders are 13 and 3 overall, 2 and 1 in Big 12 play. This isn't quite the same thing as men's basketball where every single game in the Big 12 is an opportunity for you to catapult yourself further to March. For women's Lady Red Raiders are a pretty good representation of what the Big 12 could be in basketball. And they are a good representation right now of the difficulty that this game is going to provide. But we took down UCF. We took down TCU. Quincy Noble's like top 60 nationally uh, in career points. Staley Hurd is one of the best freshmen in America. And she's like top 50 nationally in field goal percentage. She's averaged in almost 15 points a game which is the best for an Oklahoma State Cowgirl freshman since 1985. Rewind that back. Staley Hurd is the best freshman at Oklahoma State statistically since 1985. On a great IC, continues to be a three-point machine. Guys, Praise had 14 points against TCU. And she's somebody who has been, you know, just biding her time and putting in the work. This is a good opportunity. If we can't get super pumped about men's basketball, then dag nabbit. We're going to have to live vicariously through the hotness of J.C. Hoyt's basketball team and the success of John Smith's wrestling squad. Now, again, I'm not completely out. All right, I'm not completely out on men's basketball because, again, we do play in the Big 12. There is going to be ample amount of opportunities, but it's very frustrating. You can lose the, the, the road games. Mike Boynton, that's all right. But J.C. Hoyt's going to win the road games, and now hopefully we get another dub tonight because Texas Tech, obviously, at 13-3, and three, is no slouch. If we stay healthy with the freshmen, with the role players, with Hannah Gusters, staying as active as she has been recently since she's returned, this cowgirl squad's got a shot to do some stuff come March. We just have to stay healthy. That's the key. Except I've said the, the couple games I've got to witness, they've only had seven players, eight players. So it was a difficult proposition to get W's. But sometimes well, she still found a way because of the grit, the tenacity, the hustle, the give a And they are the opposite of Mike Boynton in the ending moments of the games. They're pretty squared away. They have direction. They know what they're doing. They're trying to accomplish something. They're not just running up and down the floor. Trying to do too much. So the coaching is there. The talent is there. The recruiting is getting there. The facilities, I mean, it's still Galgaraba, okay? Somebody has got to bring the squeeze of all the orange juice in the world out of Galgaraba that it gives people. Again, if you have never been to a packed-out, crazy Galgaraba, it's, it's a different experience the closest I have ever been to at Boone Pickens Stadium. I remember I had season tickets back when it was still Lewis Field and everything was all metal, all right, and we had tickets in Family Fun Zone. The only experience that ever come close to countless numbers of memories in Galagraba was this last year's Bedlam. And hats off to the event staff and whoever else was in charge I know that the, the the books officially list like 55,000. I've been in Boone Pickens Stadium when it's 62,000 plus. I've been in Boone Pickens when it's fifty nine sixty thousand. And that looked a lot like 60,000 to me in Bedlam, and it felt that way. And, you know, the cops are actually being pretty cool with some of those, the OU fans that were in standing room only type of things. They were allowing people to kind of line some of the tunnels as long as you were just being a fan of either team, but it was the people, the OU fans, that were standing in the middle of the walkways doing a bunch of gum bumping that didn't have tickets. Those were the ones who got booted. So if any of your OU friends try to say, yeah, well, we didn't have tickets, and they kicked us out because we're OU fans, no. They let a lot of people in there that didn't have tickets just chill that were chilling. But I, we witnessed OU fans that did not have tickets that were doing a bunch of gum bumping and running their mouths. So eventually the cops were like, hey, dude, let me see your tickets. Oh, you don't have them? Get out of here. But Galgariba is like that, or it used to be like that, all the flipping time, all the time. And I know, I sound like an old fogey. I sound like the get off my lawn guy. But that's why I have some faith in J.C. Hoyt and staying hot with this cowgirl squad to make the experience of Gal Graba more about women's hoops and more about wrestling than maybe about Mike Boynton and the Cowboys. Again, men's basketball still has the talent to do something. We have the ability to knock off the heavy hitters in this conference. We just don't seem to have the acumen at the end of the game to intellectually work our way through the process of maintaining W's. We can't navigate the last few minutes of games for some reason. And that's the issue, right? That's the frustration. We've been losing games in the last minute, minute and a half, the same way for seven years. Most of us have given Mike Boynton so many passes. Well, J.C. Hoyt gets the pass of the fan base filling up the experience that is gal because again if you haven't experienced it it is different there's not a game other than last year's bedlam and maybe 2021 bedlam and there was a was it 2017 texas there's been a couple times right The, the loudest on the decibel meter reader all time was a Texas game, I think, in 2017. Um, But last year was the second loudest. And we covered this on an episode. I can't remember precisely what the decibel read, like 118 or something like that. It was the fifth, fourth or fifth loudest decibel readings in college football. So our stadiums are top seven. Might have been seventh, But yeah, we were top seven. And the loudest recorded decibel readings in college football. Little bitty Boone Pickens Stadium. So, for what I'm telling you, the Galgar IBA, a full pack to the brim, good cowboy squad against somebody else like a KU or a Texas or an OU that's ranked with 13,000 people, it changes the way you watch sporting events. It makes you yearn for that feeling again. And unfortunately, A lot of us in cowboy country have been yearning for this for years now. And then again, from a cowboy perspective, when we do fill it up, we find a way to piss the game away. Not J.C. Hoyt and the Cowgirls, not John Smith and the Cowboys wrestling squad right now. So the hardwood of Galgaraba is still going to get some respect put on it. Hopefully, some of that gets sprinkled in a little bit more today with the Cowgirls over the Lady Raiders. Before I skedaddle on off here, Got to let everybody know, right at tip-off, I know, planning wasn't the greatest. Right at tip-off of the O-State Lady Raiders game, we're doing a hashtag DLHS. Weekly Twitter space, we'll talk a little bit about Oklahoma State football. Uh, the coaching news, some of the recruiting news, commitment news. We'll obviously talk a little bit about Justin Blackman, wide receiver, you style conversations. We'll jump into some hoops. We'll talk about some some of the wrestling. We'll talk about the NFL Cowboys and the NFL playoffs. So make sure that you tune in for that. If you're not already rocking and rolling with the the Cowgirls game, um, I'm going to try to multitask and do a little bit of both. So I will see you later on Twitter, y'all. You know the drill. That's all we're going to have for this one right here. God bless. Go, Pokes. And as always, thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. All right. Go like it. Leave a review. Share. Comment. Subscribe. All that fun jazz. Later, taters.